Hey, what's up? Not much. How are you guys doing? Great. How are you doing? Hey, how are you doing? Hey. Good. Hey. Good. Hi. Good to see you guys. Thanks so much for doing this. Thanks for having us. Uh, what we normally do is ask everyone to go around, introduce themselves, and tell a fun fact about you. A fun fact? Mm-hmm. You want to go first, maybe? Hi. I'm Nito. I play bass in the band. Uh, I like to do a bunch of crazy fun <laughs> But you can let that... What does that entail? Uh, a bunch of fun things. Let your imagination run free. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. I don't know if I can top that right now. <laughs> Hello, my name is Diego. I play um, my fun fact. I smashed my finger for the first time with the door, and I have a black nail now. But your nails are always black. But I have a particular look. This is a natural black nail, and this is a fake black nail. Which one's the fake one? That's the real one. <laughs> uh, my name is Logan. I sing in the band, and probably just, I don't know. An interesting fact is we played with goats like last week. It was really fun. Uh, my name is Derek. I play guitar, and a fun fact about me is almost need it. I got some brown boots on. So we have a question that was asked at our freshman orientation that we ask everyone: If you can be any item in the kitchen, what would you be and why? Well, we've asked each other this question before. But it was a fruit. But okay, you got. What would you? What item would you be? I would be a skillet. I would, yeah, I would say you're a skillet. Because it cooks, it gets the job done, and it also knocks people out. What's the, that's, uh, what's yours? <laughs> I would be a blender. I don't have any reason for that. I just want to be a blender. Mm. I think I'd be a cup. Just because I like to drink stuff, so I don't know. I'd probably be a cup. <laughs> I want to say. A butter knife. You'd be a butter knife. Yeah, I'd be a butter knife. <laughs> All right. Like I'm there when you don't need me, but I'm there for you. I'll change my answer. So like, now. so you're saying like they're gonna put you <laughs> on the table and they might not use you. Yeah, but there. I'm there. Can I be okay. a toaster oven? <laughs> All right, deal. I'm a toaster oven. That's our kitchen utensils. Amazing. What about you? Yeah, what, what are you? you? Um, at orientation, I said I'd be a knife because I have a sharp wit. Nice. Yeah. You guys are both knives. Knife. High five. Nice, nice five. <laughs> nice. Okay, so how did you guys pick your respective instruments? <laughs> um, I think besides Diego, Diego like just fell in love with playing drums. Yeah. But I think for me, Nito, and Derek, it Man, what we play like wasn't really our primary thing. Um, like he was a bassist, I was a guitarist, and you were a screamo singer. Vocalist. Vocalist. Screamo <laughs> vocalist. I don't know what the right definition is. But he's dope. Like, I've seen videos of him. He's crazy. And, like, we all just, like, we're doing that. And then I guess somehow we all switched into what we're doing now and somehow it worked. <laughs> I feel like the instrument picks the person, not necessarily the person picks the instrument. And I feel like it kind of makes a lot of sense sometimes to see what people end up eventually playing. I like that level of thinking. It's yeah. Cool. It's fate. Yeah, it's fate. Mm -hmm. I definitely I think about that now because like whenever we walk down the street people like can pick out who does yeah, what pretty without smart. even like knowing who we are they're like you're that one right I'm like maybe I don't know <laughs> know my life so to learn a little bit more about who we're talking to we always ask what music are you currently listening to mm. I'll start because I've I've been doing some different listening lately um I've been on a lot of country music which is different 
usually we don't listen to much country in this house, but I've been listening to a lot of country and Old Dominion is freaking awesome. They have great really songs. They have great guitar they tones. They're, they're, they're super country. dope. They're country. They're, yeah. country? they're freaking yeah. great. I don't really count that. Also, I've been listening to a lot, a lot, a lot of Logan staying in his room. <laughs> I don't know. I've been listening to, um, I found this band. I don't really know how I stumbled onto them, but they're called Dirty Honey. And they're freaking cool. So I've just been listening to a bunch of them. So plug in for them, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I've been listening to, um, I've been listening to, like, a bunch of, uh, like, local music around town. Like, um, I used to hit those up a lot, so I've just been jamming a bunch of CDs I've had in my room, so. No mainstream, just Dude, throw DIY. throw back to 2005 with the CDs, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in my PT Cruiser. It's, I have a donut on it. I listen to CDs in it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like, or, it used to be Diego's car. It looks so pretty. Now it's just really it's ugly. His. Now it's, it's definitely owned by Nita. Now it's definitely owned I made it fit me. He took off my vegan sticker off. Like, Did he really take yeah. it off? Yeah, there was a vegan sticker behind it, and everybody came up to me in the show. I was like, dude, is that your car back there with the vegan sticker? Dude, he heck yeah, man, pride. And I was like, dude, I straight up eat meat. That's not my <laughs> That happened like three times, and I was over it, and I had to rip it off. I got like a razor, and I was like, mm. I was like. It was a really good sticker, too. It had like a cow on it, and yeah. it says, don't eat meat or something. <laughs> it was a cute or cow. Something. <laughs> something along those those lines. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I've been listening to. I feel like I've been kind of jamming the same for a minute. Like what? What you been jamming on? I don't know, man. You don't know. I don't know. I just hit play. I've been I've been doing a lot of uh, like new music, new music discovery on Spotify, and just like checking out new artists. But I mean, there's some songs that I'm into, but I haven't found like like you know like a new thing for me does that make sense yeah was yeah i'm also a butter that's so butter knife <laughs> i asked that question because i like to try to expand my own musical taste and try to find new bands and artists to listen to myself so it's always nice to hear what people are listening to and we someone mentioned cds um my next question actually relates to this what is your favorite <laughs> What's your favorite album in your personal collection? Your personal collection? Wait, what was it? Hard copy. Favorite album that you own? Favorite album that I own? Mm -hmm. Ooh. Well, to be fair, I used to have a crap load of CDs, and I got rid of them. But I would say the ones that I kept were, like, signed, like, hand-signed by certain members. Um, Y'all probably don't know these bands, but like there's one band called Bygones that I have, and it's signed by the guitar player. If y'all don't know Bygones, check them out. And The Faceless, which is another like, I mean, not another, but they're a metal band that's signed by the bassist. Yeah, those I like are, those I are like, solid answers. I like really those. <laughs> signed um, CDs. I have like, I have like maybe eight or nine vinyls that I've kind of like cycled through, but. I listen to Stevie Ray Vaughan and Albert King live in session all the time. It's like a freaking phenomenal record. Um, so I'm like really proud of that one. And I have a couple others that I jam on, but I play that probably more than anything. 
Yeah, he plays his record player like all the time. But all I, all my physical CDs, they're at my parents' place. I don't go there much, so like, we don't like go to their place that often. So uh, they're all there. But my favorite CD that I got when I was like when I had them, it was uh the Guns N' Roses User Illusions one and two, and I got that when I was like nine years old. And I thought that was just the coolest thing in the world. And I like ditched everybody for like two weeks and just sat in like this like dark room with like a stereo and just listened to it like just like sitting there like soaking it in like a weirdo. So that was me. That was like my baby. I'm just I feel like I gotta seal those back. Hopefully they're not like anything. I would cry. Just boxed up somewhere sad not being listened to. Um, I think for me something that I've never played for like you guys because it's just personal record mm. like i just listen to it when i'm like around the house i feel like you played it for us before no and you're just gonna okay try it um it's called nation of two by vance joy have you oh yeah it's just we like it's just like a this. chill out like a chill album and like you can listen to the whole thing and it's like it's pretty good um i like that one i'm a butterfly I feel like vinyl and uh, CDs have kind of been taking this kind of uptick in a sense because of Spotify streaming culture. So what do you guys think of streaming services like Spotify? We're on them. We're on, yeah, we're on them. Uh, we should use them and stream our music. I don't know. I, I feel like I don't really have room to talk because like the artist side of me like hates it. Yeah. But the listening side of me loves it because it's just like, it's like, you know, heaven for music, but if you're the one put it out there, you're like, this sucks. Yeah. I'd rather have CDs and do it that way, but. Yeah, I think there's still like, I think there's still a lot of worth on putting out vinyls. Um, I don't know about CDs as much because I don't even have a CD player, not even my car, but. You have a uh, CD player in your car? I don't know if I do, but. Um, I do. Do, do I? You have to. Okay. Every car really? does. I'm going to know what. Oh, come on. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> but, like, if you just, like, you know, like, we still buy vinyl, so it's still worth it, I say. Come here, come over. Sorry, we got to change the Don't go over there. <laughs> All right, now I would, I would want it to actually be active and doing things and not shut down because of coronavirus. <laughs> That's what I would change about the industry. They weren't saying whose fault is it. Oh, well, That's, true. That's that was, that was, that's every business though. I would change it. I would change <laughs> Corona. How would, would change uh, Corona? I would get rid of it. That was such a Michael Scott answer. He's like, I would change it anyways. I'd find a way. I don't know. I think like what I would change would just be like more like more people going to shows like how they used to. I feel like nowadays more people would rather like just sit at home and watch a show on YouTube rather than like just drive the extra 20 minutes or like 30 minutes or whatever and like go have a good time. Because like I love live music. I would rather listen to live music any day than recorded like studio versions. So like, I think more people should do that. Yeah, I, I, would, I would definitely say, like, you know, contracts, you know, some of them are stupid, some of them are cool, but I don't know, sometimes you gotta, 
you know, get some really cool lawyers who really look deep into it, and sometimes they don't even it, and like sometimes that can backfire. I don't know. I've seen so many cases of bands, you know, that it's been going through so much crap, whether it's huge main bands or people starting out. So I don't know. Sometimes contracts can be really crappy. So <laughs> that was deep. Yeah. I have deep answers, I guess. You are in a deep answer, I, I, yeah. I like it. I, I say my answer is somewhere between all those stories, <laughs> including Corona. So I, I'll agree with those. So we have a question that relates to contracts in a sense. Um, the question our PR director, Grace, came up with, and it is, what is your opinion on releasing an artist's unreleased music after they've passed away? Should it be released or should it not? That's a good question. Yeah, I feel like that's a that's a question that, like, every artist should ask themselves and like you know like talk with the team about. You know, what I'm there's saying? definitely not like a black and white answer yeah. to it. But like, obviously, some artists, you know, they they recorded music for the sake of people hearing it, and they passed too soon before it was able to get out there. Um, yeah. it's really it's, about the music. Yeah. It's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Even even if you're finishing some songs and you weren't able to release it, like if if your team that you're working with obviously close like they feel like it's comfortable and you were doing it for the right reason like it should be put yeah. out you know i think just put it out there anyways if if i died i would hope that if there was any music that would have been like it was releasable to just get it out there and like i you know, obviously if future me did it and now i'm dead dead me would like it out well it's interesting like when when mac miller's new album came out i saw a couple artists like pretty big prominent artists who were like when i die like please don't release my music and i just never really understood that take on it but like like that's an album i needed to hear and after he passed you know we weren't sure if we were ever going to get it definitely we did. Depends, it was like, awesome. person to person i guess too, yeah. or like you know how how that art is to them or you know where it's at you know, I know for me, I would still not care to put it out there. I would still want so to. So we but have your verbal confirmation. Yeah, my verbal confirmation <laughs> that if I die, just, All right, just, just release, release it and pray that it does good. I've had very extreme answers to this question. I've had it compared to Kurt Cobain's journal. Um, and I've had people say, like, voice memos obviously off limits. So it's pretty interesting to see the uh, kind of sides of the question but I know like as a fan you always want to hear more music but at the end of the day with the artists have been happy yeah. I mean it's a, it's a weird I mean that question has so many answers to so it could like you know so many bands have like probably never talked about it you know record stuff and like the doors for example like Jim had a bunch of poetry you know recorded and then after he died like the band like put instruments over it you know and that was pretty sick and I'm sure he never you know talked about doing that he just did that for himself so it just depends. Like everybody is just like, hey, let's do it. You know, like Jimmy yeah. Hendrix again. Like he's been dead. They've been dropping records of his. And it just keeps like, getting cooler. Yeah. So he just had so much stuff in the vault. Like it just depends. You know, it could also be a label call too. You never know. We try to bring this up to conversation of artist wills and maybe negotiating this into a contract since we noticed it has been happening more frequently than in the past. Yeah. We also did like talk about if we become zombies we're all okay with killing each other um now as normal people yeah so we talked about that too in case an apocalypse came yeah. or whatever the word is we'd be we'd be ready to go it's yeah. a mutual agreement a mutual yeah. killing agreement that if it happens you have to be like a zombie like full-on zombie like, full you can't on, be yeah. full like half and then 
you know. Like Zombie Land rules. Yeah. I think I would be on my own. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I would be like Morgan from The Walking Dead. I'd just have my staff and just jump from one show to another show. I like it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to now change gears a little bit. <laughs> um, describe the scene for me where you're from. What, what? Where we're from? Yeah, the scene where you're from. I'll explain why after. But. What's the scene like where we're from, like here in Nashville? Yes. Is it kind okay, so it depends on what you're, since like Nashville is like such a crazy music city, it really depends on what you're trying to do. Um, and then that's the scene. I so like, 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 there's a lot of scenes, I guess. Genre-wise, you know I mean? we really don't fit into any scene. We didn't like get in with any sort, like certain group of bands or anything. Um, I'd say our scene is more so kind of like the hustle. Like we, we've played with a few of the same bands on a few different shows and like we see the same faces, but at the we same time- with, like rock bands, like metal bands, yeah. country bands, it's, It doesn't matter who it is. They're yeah. just out there hustling, they're working, trying to get these people to shows and stuff. So our scene is just local, I guess, but yeah, growing, yeah. you know, it's, it's the growing atmosphere of it. Like going off of what Derek said, like we've played in like all weird venues all over the city and some just didn't really want us in there because they didn't know what our genre was that we were and they didn't know we would fit like the bill and we were going like what do you mean like if you have us play live we'll sound like we're gonna sound fine like we're gonna sound the same but they just never really wanted to mix us with certain artists and groups that were like i guess not us it's just it's, it's weird we play shows but, with like metal bands who are screaming and then we get up there and we got logan singing with the pop voice and like we go from like hip-hop duos to a rock band so yeah it's all over the place the crazier yeah. the better really we think, like it i think too like us being a rock band that kind of has a, a tiny pop influence like it's kind of hard like the pop scene itself it's a small tight circle um compared to like you know your like trash bands or your punk bands or you know your country downtown nashville kind of guys like it's kind of hard to to find something but um we still get a lot of people to our shows and like we still have a good time regardless so it's it's still pretty good it's just kind of weird yeah it's like i don't know about like how you feel but like for me like the scene like it's almost like every scene in every city almost has like the same niche like this game uh they're all doing like the same type of sound or style or like that type of uh, what's the word? Influence? Is that yeah. the right word? Yeah. And like with us, we our influences are all over the place. So like when we mesh it together, it just turns into like a big old fun shit show. Um, so that's kind of like what we think about the scene and stuff. So where I'm from, there is no scene. I love um, that. See, better. I love that answer. Um, no, like like literally, like nothing is like there. No music? <laughs> like no one even likes it. Like there's not even a music world. We have a lot of cover bands. <laughs> you need to come to Nashville. Yeah, you gotta come to Nashville. <laughs> we gotta show you some crazy stuff. So I always bring this up because I live vicariously through everyone else for this question. Um, I am from Staten Island, New York, and my school's located there. And actually, my school is where School of Rock was filmed. So it's pretty like upsetting to be like, this is such an iconic movie that's inspired so many people, and we really have that. Yeah, that's crazy. But that movie is a classic. Jack Black's in the van and he's pulling up to that. Yeah, that's where we have class. So. Oh, that's oh, freaking dope. 
I'd get a black bed if I so, went there. So if there's not like a music scene where you're from, where do you go for shows? Like how, how do you get your fix? I go to Jersey, it's closer to where I live. Like New Brunswick? Like Sayreville and Asbury Park. Oh, okay. Are you from Jersey? Oh, no, I played, I played shows in Jersey, so I, I, wanted, I wanted to know where exactly. I really like Jersey, but they have a lot of potholes. Upper East Coast, literally. <laughs> Describe your sound for me in three words. Oh. You can each do three words or a collective three words. Forts like Bama. <laughs> I, would, I would say probably loud, fast, and high. They were going to say fat. I like I like that better. Fat with a pH. Yeah, yeah fat with a pH. Like Lil Kim. Wow, fat and high. <laughs> and fast. We should make that a shirt. So I asked this because I know like I might not necessarily pick the same three words. And it's kind of fun to see how fans describe themselves because someone once actually told me like if you can't describe your own sound in three words then you might have to go back and think about like what message you're trying to send through your music. So it's pretty interesting to me to That is kind of true. See. Some yeah. people are like, We're this, 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 this and like they just go down the line, you're like, dude, like three words, describe it, like give me it. Yeah, I've never thought about it that way. What um what three words were you what were you thinking? <laughs> uh, um maybe let me think um powerful um really intricate Ooh. yeah i don't know that's What's now? Oh. <laughs> you have very interesting melodies and composition in your music and the way it <laughs> It's layered with the lyrics, kind of just nice to oh, hear. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's, that's dope. Awesome. We really appreciate Cheers. that. <laughs> Next question. What musicians inspire you to be a better musician? Oh, man. You guys are making questions. Um, are we talking like well-known ones or just like it could be like Chuck? Whoever. Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Chuck. I, I don't know. I think like just by like us traveling around and just seeing a bunch of people play, like I'm kind of always inspired just by like watching anyone. Like if, if they're good, bad, just learning, they could be like Gandhi on the guitar or whatever. But I'm just like, if I watch it, I'm just get like really deep into what they're doing and I want to like get to know them through the music and stuff. So like I'll listen to anyone and we'll just want to vibe unless they're like really bad, but I'll still stick around. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I get inspired by pretty much anybody that like does something that I don't do. So, you know, like if it's a guitarist that laid down some crazy solo, I'm like, man, like I really want to do that. Or if it's a crazy vocalist, like it just makes me want to get on my, my instrument and like start doing my thing. So I don't know, like anybody out there it just makes me want to play, which I guess. I would say for me, you know what I'm saying, um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, <laughs> uh, I have like different, uh, I don't know, like I play, I, I play different instruments like bass, like keys, you know, drums and shit sometimes, but like I'll, I'll look at a drummer and be like, damn, that dude's sick and just get inspired by like, you know, that drummer or that guitar player or that screamer or singer or pianist or whoever. So what, like, pretty much what these dudes said, like, you know, 
it's almost like a fix for us. Like if we see someone play and we're just like, damn, like what the hell did you just do? That's cool. I want to see if I can do that. You know, and it's almost like if they just inspired you to like try to get better, you know? I don't know. I think we like really hardcore core avoided the answer to the question. I think you're probably looking for like specific names. Probably. I said Chuck. You did say Chuck. Chuck. Uh, no, like, I think we all kind of share, like, similar heroes and everything in terms of, like, people that inspire and move us, but I think each each of us kind of have our own personal, like, like goals and opportunities that we try to act on to get better, so I think every time we practice, somebody stands out, like, damn, you just leveled up. We all kind of have our own ways of doing that. Yeah. Are we all good? Yeah. 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 Can you describe your writing process for me? <laughs> yeah. Um, so our, I know like most people that write like to like sit down and somehow like can organize out a whole song. And I'm, I admire that. But for, I know for with writing and stuff, like it has to, it just depends on the day. I'm like a firm believer of like the song will write itself. You know, so like if you ever start to overthink it or over push it, try to force it, it's just not going to work out well. It's not going to flow well. So <clears throat> I'm like a believer of like if the song's in the air, like, oh, it's cool. It's here. Like, let's sit down. Let's just like, keep, you know, kind of keep going with it and see what happens. Um, and normally when we write a song, if like halfway through, it's just not clicking. We just like scrap it, get rid of it. Otherwise, like it, we end up finishing it. And this is like kind of tacky, but. Um, the the EP name is this plus this equals that, and we kind of honestly like came up with that just from our songwriting process. Like when we first started th throwing things together, we're like, "How do we come up with it?" Well, this plus this was that. I'm like, "Oh, okay." Nah. So it's just if it if it adds up, it adds up, and if not, it doesn't usually get written. Yeah, like we'll like one time when we were just starting writing stuff, like we were just having a fun time. Like we didn't even know like what like the band could turn into or anything we were just like you know kind of cracking at it with music and writing it and everything and just accidentally Derek came up with a guitar riff and then out of there like 20 seconds later we wrote the entire song I think that's I think again got written in like under a half hour yeah like night. yeah and just by like after a few minutes of just going through like I think we just finished the song and then we recorded it the next day so like it's definitely like we like the music to be all natural sometimes I feel like the best types of together in such a short amount of time just because of like inspiration or just like a feeling in the moment so it's yeah. pretty interesting to see that like you guys that's your main writing style to be inspired and just like hey, it makes let's... it more fun at least for us I mean, you hear these stories of like songwriters they wake up every day and they're like i have to pump out three songs today and you can just see the wear and tear that that like throws on them you know what i mean like they're just forcing songs out our song is just pretty much what we live that's such a Tacky it's answer. such a tacky answer, but it's, it, true. it's true. Like, I was always inspired by those bands that, like, you'd find out that they wrote, like, a song on a pizza box the next day, and, like, they didn't remember doing it because they were just having a good time, and then, like, they look at it the next day, and they're like, like, this song is awesome. And I feel like that's kind of my goal every time writing a song is just, like, how you can you get lost in it, get it written, and just, like, somehow let your world just enter, you know, into a song, and then forget about it for a day come back to it and be like, oh, that's cool, I like that. What's your favorite part of a song you've written? It could be a lyric, a guitar part, a bass line, a drum sequence, anything. What's the favorite part of any part. song that we have? Bass. I'm not being biased, I just like the way it feels when it 
Locks what part? But like, what part like, specifically? Specific, like, like you gotta hit, like no, like out of yeah, every... like what specific base part? What's my favorite base yeah. part? Yeah. Favorite base part? New strings. <laughs> uh, I'll answer it first. Wait, my favorite ba favorite part on the base. No, favorite thing to play on the base. <laughs> Listen, what do you yeah, like? He'll to give play? you an example. He'll give you a beautiful. Example. I know. I I got an example. I would say, <laughs> I I would say um uh I I got some some cool stuff on the on the second record that I love doing, but uh, I really like playing um the first verse. No, I'm sorry, the second verse of again. That's pretty fun shit, like the bomb beep, like that's pretty cool. The bomb beep, I don't know. There's so many other things I like playing on the record, on the first one, so I don't know. My favorite right now, um, I'm gonna stick to, to first record things, but we have this cool song that, what's it called? It's called, it's not called Woo Woo, it used to be called Woo Woo. For those listening, we have this cool song called Misbehaving, and there's a fat guitar solo kind of like, like outro thing going on in there. And every time we play that live, it just kind of, it's like, it just, my eyes start glowing and like I explode and it's cool. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stick it, I'll keep it with just uh, the EP we have right out right now, because I don't want to like talk about an album like we don't have out yet, but it's going to come out soon. It's going to be great. But the EP, uh, I think one of my favorite parts from it was <clears throat> the song that we have. Uh, oh, yeah, it's called Love You Right. Uh, it's just like the first one we ever wrote. But there's just like one line in it uh, that we threw in Lyft, like Lyft, like the driving car thing, you know, like the app, like Uber and stuff. The driving service. The driving service. And like right when like that was in the line saying that, I was like, yeah, that's cool, because not that many people are going to get that's what it means. Because I like hidden innuendos and shit like that. The lyric is, lift home in the back seat with your nails scratching all at me. <laughs> Spelled with a Y. Yeah, but lift, lift home. <laughs> like, that's my favorite part. I like innuendos, and, like, people have to, like, listen to it and be like, did you say that? And, like, that's, like, my favorite thing. I like, um... Like, I, you're not I, in class, dude. I like I like all the songs. I'm having fun. Um, uh, I, yeah. If you can collaborate with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Well, what? Collaborate, collaborate, collaborate with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. Damn, dude, nice. Cause I wanna, I've always wanted to like catch animals. That was also another like childhood icon. He doesn't play an instrument that I know of. <laughs> This was just a general like collaborate with anybody, not necessarily music, right? I think it was more music. <laughs> He's like Steve Irwin. Like, <laughs> something really something about it. Uh, we can make animal calls in the jungle, maybe. And we can be an acapella in the jungle. That's right. music. I just watched this. Dude, I just yeah. watched this video today of an alligator climbing a fence. That's crazy. And like it just went trippy that you just said that. All right. Crikey. So he's got he's got Steve Irwin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would probably to all, to all my Australian people out there, <laughs> I love you. I probably would go with uh, BB King, just because he made like less is more. Like you could just like play a full six minute song just with two notes, like what two notes, like on one string. So like, I don't know, he's a genius. Do you have an answer? Yeah, you can answer. Yep. You're gonna answer saying all of them, aren't you? <laughs> like, I would, I would play with all of them. 
Who'd you say? I said you said BB King. You said C Verin. Um. <laughs> yeah. To... Like even when you say that, like I'm just like trying to get through. I want to take some of these. Like dope. That's that's catching too. Well, um, you can go between blues, the crocodile hunter. You got. <laughs> if we could get a a Fort's like van a Tesla crossover, I think that would be sweet. That would be my goal. Right Tesla. Mm-hmm. So Elon Musk, get up. Sports like Vanna, let's get a Tesla. Mm. I don't have any other answers for that right now. You took uh, probably never heard these types of. I was gonna say before. Steve Irwin, believe it or not, but Nito took my answer. So. Okay. <laughs> no, I've never heard those before. So <laughs> there's always a first time for everything. Yeah, for real though. You're gonna get off this and be like, I had a music interview, but they just like kept talking about Steve Irwin. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> um, it's fun to kind of see where people go with these questions because, like, everyone obviously has different opinions and different thoughts, and it's nice to sometimes hear different answers. What do you do when you're not writing music? What are we doing? Wait, wait. Like, I don't say my collab. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, why'd you stand up? Hey, he didn't say his collab. I want to <laughs> collab with Guy Fieri and make a badass cooking show. Where we travel and make um, vegan food, but yeah, so I'm like, I'll make the intro song. Hey, look at my look at my necklace. Guy Fieri, hit us up. She's just like, okay, so when we're not writing music, it's normally this. Like what you see right now. It's no, just... I'm I'm in my room away from everyone, <laughs> gaming in my own world. So that's what I'm doing. Um, when it's time to play, that's when I get summoned. So normally, like if you're like we all live together. Diego used to live with us, but he couldn't, I guess, take it or something. <laughs> but you know, Diego went out of his way to buy a whole ass house so he didn't have to live with Nito anymore. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to live with Nito or something. But like, we, uh, we all play like cards together. We play spades a lot. Uh, we played Monopoly recently in his because Nito kept playing. I'm also the champion. He's like a three time champ. It's he's, also, he's also the banker every time. That is true. That's, no, that's I'm not. The point. No, not I've been banker three times. And you won three times. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but I don't cheat, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm a full-fledged gamer strategist. Bro, I beat everyone. I'm not saying you cheat, bro. You just can't count. It's okay. <laughs> and we roast each other a lot. And that's pretty much what we do when we're not playing music. <laughs> What's your favorite state that you've been to? I like Colorado. I really like Denver. I think it's, like, a really clean city. And it's just really cool because... Like, I'm from the Midwest, so, like, it's a really nice blend of Midwesty, but, like, a little bit colder with cool mountains. I like that place. I like, um, everyone's, like, looking over here on the cat. <laughs> everyone's like, oh, it's his turn. I think I, I really like Texas. I like all of Texas. I like how the roads have, like, five lanes instead of just three. That's nice. I like... I like Colorado because I've never been there. You never been? Dude, you've never been. Nah, never been there. Yeah, we gotta change that. Uh, I love Tennessee, honestly. My heart's here. Also, the Pacific Northwest is cool. So, like, Oregon's dope. Yeah, Oregon is really nice. But honestly, like, Tennessee is just my favorite. Like, I don't want to leave here for a while. Nah, it's a chill place. 
What is your favorite venue that you've performed in? Ooh, that's a good question. Man, I'm about to bust out with the hardcore answer. Do it. Uh, I played at this venue called The Patronaut in uh, Harlem, Netherlands. It is rad. Like, there's this dude. He has, like, a clipboard and, like, this, I don't know, this microphone in his ear. And uh, one of my, like, my drummer that I was torn with, he had, like, f***ed up his finger. And he was like, yo, man, I need a Band-Aid. And the guy was like, you got it, man. He walked off and was like, hey, I'm going to need a Band-Aid right away, right now. And then <laughs> dude, like, brought it up to him and, like, Less than, I don't know, it was awesome. Like, we had our own rooms with champagne, and so that was probably, like, my favorite one. It was funny, because I was actually thinking about that today. So, I already had that answer prepared. Damn. That's a good answer. I like that. One time, Logan and I were playing in this band, and we were, like, dude, 19, 18, If you 19. take my answer right now, I think you're about to. We were, um... This was, I think this was my first show ever playing as a lead guitarist. Oh, you weren't. Maybe, I don't remember. But it was outside. Oh, this one. Yeah, this one's cool. It was outside in this park, and um, we were playing on, like, a 15-foot, like, trailer, like, like a trailer bed. And um, it was just, like, this town, like, had their fair or something going on. We were playing. There was a bunch of, like, high schoolers there. And I climbed this, like, really tall thing on the trailer bed. It was, like, 10 feet high, and I jumped off of it. And it wasn't a venue, it was just in the middle of this park, so that was my favorite venue. So he's like sugarcoating it right now, but <laughs> what really happened was like, there was his straight up like first show ever playing lead guitar, like for a show. And like first one ever was like the band like at the time that like we were in. And he stops like halfway through a song that the guitar is the only thing going, like it's guitar and singing. And he stops to climb the thing <laughs> to jump off. And that's when I was like, this dude is hardcore. I like <laughs> and I it was a good one. I did not break anything too expensive. This is awesome. My favorite show was this uh there's this one place in Salt Lake City. Remember this show? I do remember this. And show. like this venue was straight up just in a concrete building on a concrete stage. And that was it. Like there wasn't like places for you to sit, um, no air conditioning or nothing, no windows. It was like maybe the size of like a classroom and with like a stage on it and everything and it was just really really loud everything's like spray painted hey, it was one bartender and the, the one regular in this venue yeah there was like two people maybe three people maybe two regulars. yeah but. and then like besides the bands playing and stuff yeah. and then like in between after every like band played their stuff everyone just chilled in this like garden outside of the building and like the garden's just ugly run down like graffitied up and a beer garden yeah it's just a, like a an outdated patio where people get really drunk. It was really fun. There was this one band that played called Milk. What was it called? They were called like Panther Milk or something Panther like that. And I was like, this is cool. This is weird. I think, <laughs> I want to say the first show that comes Just, to it's like um, <laughs> the show we played together in, in, awesome, in Omaha. Oh. Like that's the first time. Oh, we played. the first show. Oh, not the one when everything broke. Yeah, not that one. Well, everything probably. Uh, the first yeah, time. Yeah, the year after that one. That one was a really good show. I had fun. That was the first time we all played together and on tour. Like, <clears throat> it was cool. That was the first nice. show. Yeah. Yeah. The Reverb Lounge in Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, Reverb Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much like most of our shows that we all play together, just there's always something really weird or funny that happens. Like, this, like something always goes wrong or something always breaks. Like. One show, I broke the microphone cable. I didn't know how, like, that's possible. But, like, I just, like, brought my hand up, 
to finish singing the song. All of a sudden, I like, look up and he's singing through this microphone, like has no idea. He's like really going. I'm at really it. into it. And the chord is like this long and ripped at the end. <laughs> and everyone's just kind of staring. And then Nito accidentally put his bass and like a fist through the ceiling. He was like, he was like, he was like, ah, like went crazy. <laughs> it, was true. it was my fist. It wasn't a fist. Just the first. But I, yeah, it's like the same show. Like it all happened maybe like a minute difference. So like it was fun. That's crazy. Also, chipped my tooth during the show one time. <laughs> I, I got I got really drunk and um I um I, really I was in Germany and then um had my bass and I slapped it right on my face and then chipped my tooth. In one show we played in uh in Ohio. That was at the Thompson House. Yeah, at the Thompson House. We got chocolate cake in. Yeah, and we also broke Mike's stance. It was really fun. Thank you for the And the chocolate cake was phenomenal. <laughs> I ate it with a drumstick. What are they selling? Like, it's bad. Like, whenever we go to venues and they're like, yeah, you can just use our stuff, we're always like, are you sure, man? Like, you sure you want us to touch this stuff? Because, like, all right, you said it. <laughs> we played in Chicago with this really dope band called First in Flight, and... Uh, I kept breaking mic stands on that tour for some reason. Dude, like, was awesome, it was a dope venue. What was that place called? I don't remember. But they were like, yeah, you can use this mic stand. I was like, hey, I'm like pretty wild with it. Like, I'll throw it. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, you're not like, you're not going to do that. It's fine. And like first song in, I'm like chucking it. It was bent by the end of it. Nito broke a string the first song in, like during that show too. And he's a bassist. Like, I didn't even know it was possible to just pop a string first song in, but it was cool. I don't think that's the first time he's done that. It's not his first. And it will never be his last two. No. Nor will it be ours. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my next question is, what do you guys have any pre-show rituals or superstitions? Shots. Um, so definitely, <laughs> definitely, like, we do like to take a shot together. But I think we all kind of have our own, like, maybe rituals here and there. I think we all have our own drink that we like to take on stage. That's yeah. True. Also That's like, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we all have our own thing. Um, I mean, for me, like, I notice every time that I don't, like, spend a good, like, 10, 15 minutes before we get on stage just, like, being with my guitar, I don't know what I'm going to do when I get up there. Like, I have to, like, just get so, like, just me, me and the guitar. It's the only two people in the world. We're in love. We have our conversations. We talk about our feelings. And then we go on stage and we perform together. <laughs> and then other times, Logan's like, hey, let's take these shots. And then I don't get that time with my guitar. <laughs> they're fun they are fun. <laughs> i don't know i think i used to have like a ritual and stuff and now i'm just like as long as i'm like i'm warmed up and i have a beer in my hands and a water on stage i'm cool yeah i say i'll say a beer or water i like water but i like beer too i like water more though or a gin and tonic is really nice too but not so, when you're singing because it's a little dry something to say yeah whiskey's cool I typically have like a either a beer or like a bottle on stage. Yeah, I don't really drink too much like on stage. I feel like I'm just I usually just really want water on stage. We used to have bottles on stage during some venues, but then other ones wouldn't let us anymore. Like yeah. the end, we would do it all the time. Yeah, Nita, what's your uh, pressure what's your, ritual? Yeah, what's your ritual? My ritual. He's standing. He's, he's also standing. Yeah, Diego had to throw that in right now that he's just standing up. Like a ritual before a show? Yeah. Pre-show. Um, I usually get like two beers, smoke a joint, and a cigarette, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> Not a ritual. 
my next question is you're on a van together. What are four songs that must be in the playlist? Love You Right. No, 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 no. Like, when we're driving? Like, you're talking when we're driving. Right, or a set list when we're playing. No, when we're no, driving. No, like, in the van. <laughs> We're oh, on, like we're on the road. Well, we don't. Songs. We don't give Nino the Oxcord. Yeah, no one likes. So like, like, so here's the thing. Diego has like <coughs> when Diego picks Oxcord, it's kind of like this. I feel like I'm gonna nail this. Okay, I'm gonna get me good too. I'm gonna get me good too. This is this is pretty. Easy. Yeah. So like Diego normally plays something really percussion like bass, but it's always a little bit like poppier kind of sometimes EDM, sometimes rock. Just like, but it's usually groovy as hell. It's really groovy as hell, and it's gonna be something that really gets you like feeling good. Nito is just like in your face, like that's his his personality. So like his music that he likes is always that. Like it's, it's very in your face, very bass loud. Very in your face. You're typically metal or like like trap as hell. Um, like Young Dolph. Yeah, Derek is Memphis. more of a. Derek will bop to anything and somehow knows the words to like all the songs. But that's the thing but, about Derek. Derek will sing every song and then yeah. you can't enjoy the song because he's singing every <laughs> song and then you're just like, bro, can we change the song to a song he does sing now so I can listen to the song? But he does a lot of like, <laughs> I'm just better than the original. He does a lot of like Eagles right now or like uh, Black Bear right now. Dude, I go, like, I go all over. He has faces. Yeah. Um, I think when it comes to like, like. You have to have four songs in the car. None of us are gonna settle on the same song. We each have to pick so one. So typically, it's either the driver or the passenger that's in charge of the aux cord, and everybody else is either gonna be like, "Hell yeah, I love this song." Yeah. Or they get salty because it's not their music and they listen to their own tunes. And like when it gets later at night and everyone's falling asleep, then it turns into like driver gets to say what, whatever you can listen to to stay yeah. awake. And there was one time we were uh, we were driving through the Midwest. And we didn't realize there was gonna be like all these detours for some reason, and it was a 14-hour drive. So it's like now like three, four in the morning, and we find out that like the main road to get on there to make it like a quick 30-minute, it's left in the drive. It turned into an extra two hours because it was a detour, and we're like, holy! F so it turned into a 16-hour drive, and that queue was not fun. That does sound rough. <laughs> We had no signal either, so like yeah. we couldn't listen to any music, and it was just like silence. Are you talking about Austin? No, the time when uh we went to Nebraska or whatever. Oh yeah, that's right. That sucked. That's yeah, crazy. that whole trip was a trip. So what are your goals for the new deck 2020? It used to be for the year, but the year's kind of been canceled. So it's been for modified. The for the decade? Well, we just got um, a deal offered to us, and we took it with Touchdown Records. So Congrats. We, we have a really fun start to 2020, and then it kind of just tanked a little bit our, halfway through recording. Our 2020 decade plans are to survive coronavirus as a unit. We're going to be awesome. We're going to take care of ourselves. We're going to finish the record. We're going to finish the record, and it's going to be freaking dope, and you're all going to love it. And then amazing. we're going to tour. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> and then we're going to tour until we can no longer walk out because once it goes back to normal everyone's going to start booking and we'll just get to finish up finish the record finish and... recording and then uh we're going to do some really cool music videos too and stuff with i think half of the album so i think right yeah. i think that's i think that's the plan that we have so far we're gonna have right? some music videos coming out we're gonna have some videos it's gonna be great right yeah i think so awesome. so that's gonna give us probably till i don't know till everyone starts touring we'll be like cool now we're ready <laughs> 
I think everything will kind of come together in a nice way. And like, as we were talking about earlier in the beginning, kind of like fate. So sometimes I feel like things happen for, and maybe the way timelines are falling, everything will just flow very nicely. It's going to be awesome. That's kind of our motto too, because we all met accidentally pretty much. Like we're two sets of best friends growing up. And we met Diego on the street one morning and found out we all worked together. So, and then uh, he was like, yeah, I know a guy named Nito. And then we met Nito and we're like, like he only like walked in. We haven't even like known him for five minutes. We're like, that's the bass player. So like, that's our dude, this is the band. So we're a big believer in that. Well, I love that. And I can't wait to see what you guys do when the record's finally released. So um, thanks so much for speaking with me. I really appreciate it. And it was a lot of fun. So, thanks. Thank you thanks for, for, talking, thanks to for talking to us and having us. We got to yeah. do this again. This is awesome. Nito says thank you. Let me.